Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, hello. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be doing this live with you um, about how to double your art income um, in a year. And um, yeah, I'm so excited to be here with you. So before we get started, um, I am so curious where you guys are from. Um, so I'm going to ask you to just keep um, keep everything on mute um, just for now. But um, but we will have a chance for a question and answer towards the end. Um, I'm really looking forward to the uh, question and answer because I'm sure you guys are going to have a ton of questions. But um, but for now, just if you could just type in the chat where you are coming in from because I'm so curious. Um, I have been meeting with people all over the world this week. Uh, so I'm curious where you guys are calling in from. So if you just want to type that in the chat, um, where in America or around the world, um, you are calling in from today. And then you can also say, uh, ooh, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I Pennsylvania, wonderful, that's where I am. Uh, Colorado, so cool. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Okay, so, um, so, Yes, my name is Jessica Libor, and um, I'm an artist, an artist coach, and a curator, um, and um, New Jersey as well. Wonderful. Um, and I am doing this because I see so many artists um, struggling in this area, and I really just wanted to help. And um, so we are going to be covering a lot of ground today, and then I will open up the floor for questions. And uh, we're going to be working through this together. and. I truly believe this is going to be such an amazing and um, really career shifting um, live for you today where you really feel empowered that you can create the art career that you have always dreamed of. So that is my intention for the live today um, and that's my intention for you today and that's what I intend to give to you is um, my own experience and my own um, illumination and what has worked for me. And I want you to take it and to use it in your own way. So, um, so that's my intention for today. We're going to go over lots of practical stuff, but also lots of energetic stuff as well. So here we go. Um, now, I wanted to open today with a meditation. So um, a meditation where we are just going to get quiet and do some visualizing. Um, it's going to be very short, but um, it'll really help to get you into a space where you're able to believe that this is possible for you and understand um, kind of the energetics of it. All right. So I want you guys to just close your eyes. <clears throat> Let's 
just close your eyes and then put put both feet on the ground and just put your hands like on your knees so you feel really grounded and stable and um, just take a couple deep breaths and just feel how happy you are to be in the company of all these other amazing artists who are also here to learn and how we're all striving towards the same goal and we all have an open heart right now, an open mind. We're all in this together from all over the world. How special is that? All right, and now I want you to imagine that you are somewhere really beautiful, really, really beautiful. For me, I'm imagining that I'm in Iceland and I'm standing on this beautiful green grassy hill and I'm watching this amazing several hundred foot waterfall coming down from over a cliff and I'm just blown away by like the power and the beauty of it. And I'm watching it, I'm watching the water come down, watching how beautiful it is seeing the colors around me, feeling the wind, and, and I can feel the power of that waterfall just really come into me and really um, embody my whole body. I can feel the power of it. It's almost like I'm absorbing all of the power of that waterfall. And then in your mind's eye, Look around you, look at all the colors, all the beautiful clouds, the, um, the grass, the waterfall, the water, everything that's surrounding you. And I want you to feel all the colors and all the energy that you're seeing all around you just come in through your body, through the top of your head, like, like, a, like a light. So it's all just like absorbing in through your body all this energy of the beautiful world around you. And you can feel this energy come through the top of your head, down through your shoulders, down through your heart. You feel your heart light up. And then I want you to feel it coming down your arms. You feel this energy of like everything that you see in the world around you that you think is beautiful, that you're going to create with your art and I want you to feel it going down through your hands, all this beautiful energy of the beauty of the world. And then it goes to your fingertips. And then it's like it can't hold it in, your body can't hold it in anymore. And out of your fingertips, there starts shooting these rays of rainbow light. These rays of rainbow lights are just shimmering and sparkling and the rainbows just come out of your fingertips. And if you can wiggle your fingertips, then the rainbows wiggle as well. And um, you can point them in whatever direction you'd like. And it's like you have a superpower of like creating this amazing beauty. And you know that this is a symbol of you being able to create the most amazing art that the world has ever seen. And then I want you to put your hands up and then your these rainbow, these rainbows coming out of your hands, they just, they start to really diffuse outside of you and they go all over the world. 
all over the world. So your creative um, spark, this it travels all over the world. And you can kind of think of this as like your art is being seen all over the world. Um, your passion, your transmutation of the beauty of the world. So imagine these rainbows just like reaching all over the world, the furthest corners of the world. And as they do, imagine that they awaken in every corner of the world a little golden butterfly. There's a little golden butterfly everywhere in the world. And when this rainbow hits it from your fingertips, this golden butterfly wakes up and it is being called to you. And it follows the path of the rainbow hundreds and thousands of miles, follows the energy back to you. So I want you to remember, just think of like all these golden butterflies, hundreds of them, thousands of them, and your rainbows are awakening all of them. So imagine them coming to you, your energy is drawing them to you. And these golden butterflies represent abundance and money. And um, each golden butterfly, you can think of it as $100, $1,000, whatever feels good to you. They're units of uh, abundance. You can think of them as opportunities. And these golden butterflies are flying to you and they, they go in paths all over the world and they're all being drawn to you. You're drawing them in through your heart, through your fingertips, and they are coming to you. And then you start to see them as you're standing in front of the waterfall. You start to see them and they're coming to you. You start to see them in these beautiful shimmering golden bands. And then they start to alight all around you in the grass around you. They surround you and they are so happy to see you. They just wanna be close to you. And now you know that they are yours and you are surrounded by these beautiful golden butterflies. And they are all so happy to be in your presence, in your, um, in your rainbow that you are creating with your creativity. And they keep coming and they keep coming. And, um, and as they keep coming, you feel the warmth and the, um, the excitement of being appreciated and being loved for what you're doing and um, for the value that you are providing. And yeah, and you close your eyes and you just are so grateful. All right, so now you can open your eyes. All right, so that was just a beautiful little exercise that I wanted to do with you guys to imagine all of the abundance that you are calling to you as an artist. And it's really magical because we are, we are really magicians as artists because we are taking these materials and what makes it magical is that our mind um, is taking our inspiration and creating from these, you know, really, you know, paints, colored pigments, which are nothing without our creativity, we're creating this object that is greater than ourselves. So, um, and when we create, 
I want you to imagine those rainbows shooting out of your fingertips because your creativity is magical. And that is what's going to call to you all those golden butterflies, all of those um, people who are drawn to your energy um, and who are willing to um, really serve you through giving you abundance as a thank you for creating what you do. So um, I want you to think about this as we begin our live today. All right. Um, okay. Thank you guys for staying with me through that. All right. So who am I um, and why am I hosting this? Um, so my name is Jessica Libor and um, I am an artist um, first and foremost. So I attended Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts. I have my Master of Fine Arts from them. I graduated in 2014 and um, I did, I graduated with a merit scholarship and um, I, yeah, since then I have been creating art and, you know, finding my own voice as well as figuring it out. Um, the first couple years were a little bit rough, um, as I'm sure many of you who have been to art school, um, when you graduate, it can kind of be, you're tossed out into the world to fend for yourself and um, it can be a challenging time for sure. And we're going to talk more about that. But um, yeah, um, it was it was definitely a challenge at first. But last year, so in 2021, um, just to give you a picture of where I'm at right now, um, I sold um, over 50 original artworks. Um, and then I also, of my own, and then I also showed in four museums and um, dozens of you know, smaller shows as well, like in galleries and stuff. But um, so I am in a place right now where I dreamed of when I graduated, for sure. Um, but, but of course, there's always more to get to. There's always another mountain to climb. And um, I have big goals for the future as well. But I do feel confident, you know, having sold 50 of my own, over 50 of my own pieces last year that I I have some ideas to share with you that I think will be helpful as you um, go on your own art career. And this was not an overnight process, and I'm going to tell you how I did it. Um, so I want to go back in time a little bit. So graduating from school, <clears throat> graduating from school, first of all, school is very expensive um, if you're going to like a full-fledged accredited art school, right? We all know that. Um, I did... I did do that, and that's not the only route, um, certainly not the only route. You can study with um, some artists that you like and gain a lot of experience and opportunity from that. You can study in an, at an atelier, um, which I did after my schooling because I felt like I didn't have enough um, technical skills, so I did some part-time work at the Grand Central Atelier and the Florence Academy of Art. Um, so you can do that, you can do that full-time, um, or you can do self-study as well. I know some great artists who have just done like a couple workshops here and there and picked it up and then they're good to go. Uh, so there's many different options for you to create your own path as an artist. And um, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing, like you go to law school and then you get a job as a lawyer. There are so many different paths that you can take and it's really about, um, exploring the different paths um, logically and energetically and seeing what works for you. 
But for me, I, um, I did go to PAFA, um, got my MFA. And then um, when I graduated, you know, I wasn't making any money from my art. In fact, um, you know, it was very expensive because most people have loans that they have to pay back. Um, and so what I, what I did was, you know, I was, I was in an apartment and um, I was working a job. I was working at the mall. <laughs> I was working for a, a makeup artistry place. And so I sustained myself through that job as I was trying to figure out uh, how I was going to be an artist. Um, I was working with a couple galleries already, just like local galleries, but um, they, they sold a piece every once in a while and my work wasn't expensive enough to really sustain me for a long time if I had, um, if I like made a sale, you know? So, um, so yeah, I was struggling financially for sure. And also just direction wise, I wasn't sure how to get where I needed to go as an artist, which is I wanted to be able to support myself from my art because otherwise it's really just a hobby, right? Um, I want to be able to support myself. And I was noticing that as I was working this other job, it was long hours, it was draining. And when I got home, I didn't have as much energy to put into my art because all my energy was being put into doing a good job at my other job. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this. Um, <laughs> and it's something a lot of people don't talk about because they're like, oh, just, you know, if you have like a 30 hour a week job, well, then you have lots of hours otherwise to work on your art. While that's technically true, there's also like how much energy that you realistically have in a day and what are you giving your best energy to? So that's what I was really experiencing, like this loss of energy and time to create my own art. Um, so yeah, and then the galleries, um, they sold some of my work sometimes, but what, uh, what was frustrating was that um, sometimes they sold the work, but then of course, you know, they would be taking a large percentage, which they earned, you know, um, but it was it was tough for me because um, I would rather have the whole thing, you know. <laughs> so um, so yeah, that those were some of my struggles. So what did I end up doing? Um, so I started taking um, various workshops and courses on art business because in art school um, they don't really teach you any of these practical things and like the nitty gritty things. And so I, I started learning from people outside of the art industry. So, and also my job as a makeup artist, which was all sales, um, it was a high-end makeup brand and Dior. And so uh, we learned about romancing the sale, writing to our um, clients, um, you know, treating them like they are the most exquisite and wonderful people, uh, which most of them were. And I something clicked in me as I was learning all of this, and that was how, how similar this is to selling art. So art is also a very high-end, um, it's a very high-end product. I don't like to use the word product. It's a, it's a mystical creation that you created, but it's also a high-end product that people buy because it is one of a kind, and you know, it's, it's really non-repeatable. I mean, prints are one thing, but there's only one original. So, um, and I started to apply a lot of what I learned 
as a makeup artist and um, from like different business courses into my art career. And that's when I really started to see a shift um, in both my impact feeling empowered and then also in the results that I was getting. So what did I end up doing? I, I actually ended up um, I actually ended up quitting my job um, and because I started to get these commissions and I started to build up my confidence and I realized that what was holding me back was um, was I was not able to focus full time on this and I felt like that was really holding me back and that was the only thing holding me back. Um, and then I also, um, so I also set up an alternate means of income to release some of the pressure while I built this up. And, um, I believe that many people can find this in their life if they look hard enough. So what I did as I, as I made the transition out of working like an hourly job and into, um, doing art full time, I, I actually rented out in my home, um, a room for Airbnb. And this provided so much of a release of pressure for me that I, you know, it really replaced the income for my job. And, um, and many people can do this or do something similar, you know, maybe you can rent out your car or just take a look at your assets and see what might work for you. Um, but if you don't have anything like that, or you're not comfortable with that, then the best thing that I can say is to find a job that is very low, um, low energy so that you can really still dedicate a lot of your energy to your art. Um, but yeah, so what I did was I, I uh, set up an alternate means of income that was not like an hourly thing. I mean, like for Airbnb, people would come in, all I would have to do is, you know, clean the room when they left and just, you know, and, and that's it. <laughs> so, um, so that released some pressure while I built up my art career. And so I really burned my ships and I, um, I stopped working at the job that I was working at and, um, and I focused on my art events and creating, um, creating re relationships with my collectors, which is, I'm going to talk about in, in detail. So that's the first thing I do. I did. Um, I shifted my energy from my job to treating my art career like a job. All right. And now we're going to get into the good stuff. All right. So I have six points that I want seven actually. So seven points that I want to cover. Um, and we'll, we'll go through them quickly and then we'll have some, um, question and answer. So number one, I treated my energy as my currency. So once I made the decision to um, go full time into art, I got really lean on what I was involved in. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm going to record this. I forgot to record this. We're on the cloud. Okay. Recording in progress. All right. So um, yes, we are actually so so welcome, <laughs> and uh, we are going to be talking today about. Um, yeah, how to double your art income, and I'm about to get into um, how I am how I did this, and we're gonna go over seven points. And my first one is treating my energy as my currency. So I got very lean about what I was involved in, and I knew I had only so much energy in a day. And when I looked at my day, 
I was like, well, what do I want to move forward in? Because whatever I'm spending the most time on is what I'm going to be moving forward in. Um, so, so just take a, take a look at your day. Like think about your average day and think about how do you spend the most, what do you spend the most time on? You know, um, and that's the thing that you're moving forward in, in your goal. And that is your priority. So if you look at your actions, um, look at what your priorities are, what you're spending the most time on in the day is going to tell you what your priorities are. So if being a full-time artist is your priority, then you should be spending the most time on that. Um, so that was like really an attitude shift for me. And I looked at my calendar and I got really ruthless with it. And you can do this as well. So when I looked at what I was involved in, I was like, does this contribute to my goal of being a full-time artist or do I have a burning desire to do this thing? Because you don't want to just be doing art in your life, right? You also want to be like doing fun things that bring you joy. Um, so yes, and also sometimes these exciting adventures and things that are non-art related, they can inspire your art career because you are a whole person, right? So you, you don't just want to be doing art. Um, and if you're just doing art, what are you making art about? You know, you, you want to have other experiences. But um, the things I felt like so-so about or like I wasn't excited about, I was just like, I'm just going to get rid of this. This is not, um, I just have to get really intentional on it, you know? And um, so I got intentional about treating my art like a professional job and keeping hours. Like, um, like my schedule right now, it has blocks of time for painting. It has blocks of times for teaching. Um, and to really keep yourself accountable to that and um, really treat it like a professional job because it truly is. Um, if you look at some of the top artists, um, I'm thinking of like realism artists, the, the top artists who are working today, um, and I know some of them, and they are, they absolutely keep schedules. They, they keep very strict schedules, and um, like their painting time is sacred, and they, um, not sacred like no one can ever interrupt them, but um, you know, it's like when somebody goes to work and they're working and that's the time to work, you know, um, it's not, it's not something like, oh, I feel like doing it today. It's more like, no, this is, this is my calling. This is my vocation. I have to get this done. And in order to get it done, I have to spend time doing it. So, um, so really getting intentional about that. Um, so treating my energy as currency was my number one thing and shifting that attitude. Um, so number two, I focused on building my email list. So everywhere I went, I gathered business cards and contacts. So I think that for an artist, your number one power is your email list. Um, because think about it, when a gallery sells one of your artworks, you have no idea who bought that piece. No idea. And there's no way to like nurture that connection, right? Um, and it's wonderful when galleries sell pieces and hopefully they are nurturing that connection, but there's nothing like an artist to collector, uh, relationship that's really special and can last like a lifetime. And, um, I have, I have collectors who have bought over 40 of my pieces <laughs> over the years. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking of like, there's this one couple they've bought, like they have several houses and they just love to like fill them with art. And then there's another um, collector who also has like, she has like over 20 pieces now. 
But the thing is like, you have to, it has to be a give and take. Um, and in order to do that, you have to have a relationship with them. So that isn't, that really isn't possible if you just never know who that person is who bought your work. So I, I realized that pretty early on, um, because I don't want just one-off sales. I want dedicated collectors for life. Um, yeah. So if you think about the Barnes Museum, I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Um, whoever's from Pennsylvania may have been there, but, um, Mr. Barnes, he, um, he had relationships with all of these artists. So like he would go to Europe and he would collect the work directly from these artists and he would talk to them about their pieces. And he was, he was like their advocate and their, um, the keeper of their works. And he really made something special with it. So when I think of collectors, that's the kind of relationship I hope to have with them. Um, so, but that's just me, but focus, focusing on building your email list. This is the number one way that you can nurture, um, a relationship with your collectors because, um, every few weeks. So I would write, um, uh, a letter to my collectors, updating them on what I was up to, what new work I was working on, what commissions I might be working on, um, if I won any awards, if I was in any exhibitions, uh, if I was, you know, going away on a residency or something like that. Um, so I would do this, I would say every two weeks. Um, it used to be every like two months until I figured out, <laughs> I, I, uh, I listened to a couple of business, um, courses about marketing and they all said that the more frequently you market the better and so I upped my um, my email list marketing to once every two weeks and my income dramatically went up because when you're top of mind with these people then um, they're gonna think about you you know and then they're going to want to either buy from you you know commission you to do something attend your shows because it feels more like you're a regular part of their life instead of just like, uh, you know, that artist that they met once. Um, and I will say with a, um, with an email list, um, it's constantly growing and it's constantly shifting. So you will get people who unsubscribe and you just don't have to take it, per just don't take it personally. Um, yeah, sometimes I look at my unsubscribes and I always regret doing it, but um, you will get unsubscribes. Um, and just don't look at them and, but you will get like people subscribing as well. Once you put an email list up on your website or like and a link in your uh, bio for your, um, Instagram, um, you will get lots of just like random people subscribing. And some of those people will like buy from you immediately. Um, and yeah, so your email list is absolutely gold. So these people are the people who are invested. Like email is a much more intimate form of communication than social media. And social media is a great place to find new people, but you want to get them into your inner circle um, where they can feel like they're more of like a friend. So with writing letters to your collectors, um, what I've realized is that the more kind of personal that I am with my collectors um, and the less like... Um, a marketing blast from Urban Outfitters, then the bet the better results that I get. So people want to follow artists because they are one individual human who are who's like transmitting um, 
the beauty of the world through their fingertips like we did in that meditation. And, um, and that's really magical. And it's different than just marketing products, right? So the more I can like pull in other things from my life, like, um, you know, I was talking about like my garden or, um, you know, I'm going on a trip here or I found this really interesting. I'm reading this interesting book. Then it's like, I'm an individual person, you know, and I'm not just like, here's another piece. I hope you buy it. You know, um, it's more of like, I'm a whole person and my art comes from me. It comes from me. Um, who is a whole person and I want you to get to know the whole me so that you understand the context of my inspiration. So, you know, really write it like it's like it's kind of like a love letter, you know? Not that you're like saying all these gushy things about your collectors, but more of like, you know, you're telling a really good friend all about your current life, you know, and make it make it really um yeah, more intimate, I guess. And I've found that by doing that it absolutely creates a stronger bond and um, yeah, it, it will definitely pull people to want to have a piece of your work. Um, so, so yeah, that's my advice for your email list. Your email list is, I think the most important thing that you can work on for doubling your income. Um, and if you already have an email list, then that's fantastic. Then I would work on, um, you know, really getting into a rhythm of like, every two weeks or three weeks or every week even, um, writing a letter about what you're up to and, um, and making it as personal as possible while still, you know, while still making you feel comfortable. Um, and this will absolutely help people to invest in you and feel more comfortable and like they want to invest in you. So yeah. All right. So that's number two. And then number three, so I created incentives for my collectors. This also was re is really um, powerful for creating a um, creating a bump in your income for sure. So um, bonuses like a free print with an original. Um, if you do like a special and you can like advertise this on your uh, email list, you don't have to do this publicly. Um, it can be just for like the people that really follow you deeply. Um, creating incentives for your collectors, bonuses like a free print with an original, um, doing a sale, um, a goodie bag for attending an event, something that will just give people like an extra bump to, um, to kind of pull the trigger and collect that um, because everybody likes free stuff, right? And if, they're, if they already want the item and then you offer something else if they you know, go through with it, then it kind of creates an irresistible offer. So, um, so yeah, like a, like a free print with an original is really nice because that way you're not, um, you know, you don't have to sell your painting for less. You're, um, you're giving, you are, you are giving something away, but, um, it's just, it's nice. It's like a bonus instead of a sale. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, so, so creative, creative incentives for your collectors. Um, and then number four, cultivating relationships with your collectors. Your relationships are gold and um, yeah, they, they are the golden butterflies. Okay, your, your relationships are the golden butterflies. So um, just think about, actually think about a romantic relationship, right? So like thank you notes, going out to lunch, sending them gifts for the holidays, 
treat it like an important relationship because it really is. And, um, you know, different artists will have different styles with this. Um, but I have found that by doing this, by reaching out and really making these collectors feel special who may have invested thousands already in you, um, and showing them the appreciation that you have for them, it absolutely brings them back for more. I mean, think about in your own life, if somebody is, um, you know, really appreciative of you and, you know, remembers you on holidays or remembers your birthday or, um, you know, it, every once in a while you go out to lunch and you catch up, then it becomes somebody that you trust, that you like, and um, that you don't feel like is trying to get something from you. Because um, that's the other thing. <clears throat> it can be like, you don't want to do these things just to get more out of them. You actually just want to create this network of people who are supporting you energetically. Because sometimes somebody will just buy one thing and you continue to you know, send them thank you notes and write to them or whatever, but they may pay back in other ways like um, recommending you to a friend or uh, you know, sh showing you at an opportunity or something like that. You just never know. Um, but gratitude always comes back to you. Like whatever you put out always comes back to you and you never know, um, you know when you show this kind of abundant, kind of hands open gratitude towards these people who have invested in you. Um, you just never know what's going to come back your way. And um, yeah, I don't really expect anything in particular. I just know that by doing this, you strengthen the relationship and people who trust you are going to absolutely want to help you in whatever way they can. Um, so yeah, some of the things that I've done, I always send a thank you note to whoever, um, buys from me. Um, the people who are nearby me, a lot of times I have personal relationships with these collectors. We go to lunch and we catch up sometimes. Um, and you know, I usually send them gifts for the holidays. Um, you know, something small and something like related to my art, like, like a calendar or like a scarf or, um, a print or something like that and like a nice note. Um, and you know, you can also use your own ideas and really treat it like an important relationship. So, um, that's, that's like really important because I've found that artists want, they want like this broad appeal to like millions of people who are just going to buy their work. And it's just like this faceless mass of people who just like, they're your collectors. But what I've found is that by focusing on the individual collectors who you feel like really appreciate your work, um, that is, it's so much more meaningful for you, for them, and um, it's more manageable and they're going to buy way more of your work um, and, and be more incentivized to, uh, you know, to promote you. So that's what I say about that. Um, just treat your collectors like they are really special. Um, do what you can to, um, to make them feel that way. Treat it like an important relationship because repeat buyers are what you want um, because it's, it's way easier to get a, re um, a repeat sale from somebody who already has invested in you than it is to, um, to get over the hurdle of that first big sale with somebody new. Um, so it's much easier on you um, 
to go for the repeat sales. <clears throat> okay, number five, I got audacious about what was possible for me. Um, I dreamed really big, and a lot of times this can be hard to do at first because you can feel a lot of pain at the thought of not being able to achieve your dreams. So like if you have this goal of, um, I don't know, I hear, I hear it from some artists who are like, you know, I, I tried to be an artist, but then I just gave up and I put it down for 10 years and now I'm getting back into it. And they have this feeling that like um, their time has passed um, if it was going to happen, it's going to happen, it, it, it would have already happened, or, um, you know, I can just, I can show it like, um, <clears throat> like a local community gallery, maybe, um, but they don't see themselves, you know, showing at the Whitney or something, or um, exhibiting in international art fairs, or making a living from their art, or like working bigger. Um, so they keep their expectations so small so that they don't feel the pain of failure. Um, and this is only because um, they don't really believe it's possible for them because it, it feels too painful. Like what if, what if I get my hopes up and then I, you know, I can't do it. Or um, so what it is is, yeah, it's, an, it's your brain's way of trying to avoid pain. Um, trying to avoid pain, trying to avoid rejection. Um, so when you keep your goals very small um, or you don't want to kind of move outside of that, I th well, it's actually a duality of things. It's, it's your, um, your identity, who you think you are, um, is like, oh, I just dabble, you know, or um, you're trying to avoid pain. So, um, so I... I, I really, yeah, so I looked at this within myself and I realized that this is what was happening, that I wasn't even applying to some shows because I was like, ah, oh, they're, you know, they're way better than me. They would never like pick me. Um, so I'm just not even going to apply, you know, or, um, you know, I would go to like an art museum and be like, you know, that's really nice, but I could never show someplace like this. And I, and it's like, well, why not? You know, why, why not? And if you look at museums, they, um, the work in there is like all kinds of work, right? It doesn't have to be um, a certain way in order to show there. It's more about where the artist has shown, what has happened for them in their art career, which all comes down to the artist and what they believe is possible for them. And it has nothing to do with how good they are. That's what I've realized that seeing so many museums, it's like um, anything can be in a museum. It just has to have a conf confluence of circumstances that all comes from the artist's belief in themselves, that they are worth it. So, um, so I started to get audacious about what I believed was possible for me. And um, I started applying to prestigious shows and most of the time I didn't get in, but then sometimes I got in and I was like, oh my gosh, I still remember like, it was like three years ago and I got into this one exhibition at this like really nice gallery and I was like, wow, like I was like on top of the world. And um, 
I just, it was, it was more of like, I had been applying to so many shows and, and being rejected from so many shows. And then I got into this show and it opened up a lot of opportunities for me. But here's the thing, like I had, I would have never had that opportunity had I not actually believed I deserved it and followed through on actually applying. So, um, so even though it may be painful at first, really let yourself dream of like those big dreams and, um, and don't hold yourself back because some of the best things that we experience in life, um, or that might be possible for us, um, we might self-sabotage if we don't believe it's possible for us. And that's the only thing holding you back. So, um, yeah, I, I, I started applying to more prestigious shows. Um, I like started writing to curators and um, collectors that I wanted to um, collect my work. I created opportunities for myself. I started curating shows um, for myself and other artists. And I, I just followed my intuition and followed opportunities to see where they might lead. Um, because uh, you never know where something might lead. And if something feels like it could be like an opening, like this is like good, um, even though it might not be exactly what you want, it's good to follow it because it might lead to exactly what you want, you know? Um, <clears throat> So, so yeah, getting audacious about what's possible for you will eventually open up so many doors because your mindset will take you to a new direction, to a new level, because you're going to start believing that you're like, you're destined for greater things. You have to, you have to believe that in order for that to happen to you. Um, it's like if you give somebody a compliment, like, oh my gosh, I love your dress. And then they're like, oh, I, I mean... I don't look good in this. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing about like an artist when you say to them, that's an amazing painting. I, I, I mean, that's it's such a beautiful painting. And they say like, oh, well, I still remember saying this to an artist. I was like, this is an amazing painting. How much is this? I was thinking about buying it. She's like, oh, um, I, I, you know, it's not worth anything. She literally said that to me. She's like, it's not worth anything. I'm not a real artist. And I was like, oh, and so, you know, even though I was, I had thought like, this is an amazing painting and this is an amazing artist, like her attitude about herself just made me believe that, well, I guess she's not a real artist. I mean, if she doesn't believe she is, you know, so, um, so people do take their cues from you and how you speak about your work and how you think about yourself as an artist. So, um, if you get audacious about what's possible for you, it will open up a lot of doors eventually. All right, so number six, um, I got really organized. So um, I started taking really good records of my work and treating it like a business because I realized that I was starting to sell a lot of work and that I had no idea where the work was ending up <laughs> because I just like, I sold a piece and I was so happy about it and um, like that person was like on my email list or whatever, but it wasn't like I wrote down somewhere, okay, this person bought this piece at this time for this much, and um, you know, they also own these pieces. So I didn't have any kind of like records like that. Or, so what I did first was I started taking like these like handwritten notes and it became really 
um, confusing. Um, but eventually I got Art, Artwork Archive, which is a really affordable service. It's like $16 a month or something like that. And it's a, um, it's like a, it's this website where you can input everything about who bought what, when, um, what shows you're in, when there's a due date for something, um, and your income, um, your expenses. So everything that I do in my art career kind of goes in there. Then you can export them all as reports. You can print everything out. So it's extremely, um, I'm so much more organized now. And then uh, if I want to know where a piece is, um, or if I forget about an exhibition, it'll like remind me. So um, it's really, really great. And um, yeah, so I started taking really good records start treating it like a business because you will have to pay taxes once you start making a lot of money from your art. Um, and yeah, um, so treating it like a business um, from the beginning is really important. Even if you only make $100 out of like the whole year, um, start treating it like a business now so you just get in the good habit and then it just will slowly build up from there. Um, the other things that I did is I, um, I revamped my website so I, I revamped my website to reflect a more professional um, level of an artist. So I wanted to be a certain level of artist. I looked at other artists' websites that I admired and I modeled my website after theirs. And um, I use Squarespace and um, in, my, in my course, the Luminary Artist Academy, I have web tutorials about how to set everything up. Um, I also have tutorials about how to set up your email list and um, and also how to uh, write to your collectors. I have templates, all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so I started taking really good records, revamped my website. <clears throat> I got business cards, so I got new business cards. And um, I started, I had photo shoots taken of like the shows that I was a part of. So, um, and you can do this as well. Um, and you don't have to... Sometimes you'll have to book it and like pay for it if you really want to work with that um, that uh, photographer. But a lot of times you can actually form relationships with local photographers where it's like a mutual relationship and they're getting content for their website and like prints and experience and then you're getting um, really marketing materials for your business. So if you go on like different Facebook groups and say that you are um, an artist model and you know you want to take some artist shots in your studio and you're looking for just like a um, prints for modeling basically and you might have to do some like trial and error before you find a good match for a photographer um, that you like their style and that you guys work well together and stuff um, but I've done this with like a couple of photographers and it's really fun it's like a um, collaboration and so yeah, I started taking um, photo shoots of um, me in the studio and when I had uh, when I had shows, like getting them like professionally taken. So the, the, the photo in the back of me right now is, um, is from a art exhibition that I did a couple years ago. And I just love the way the photos came out. And um, yeah, so um, yeah. So I'm just reading the chat and um, let's see here. Elizabeth says, I hear you only really need 10 solid collectors. Yeah, um, of course you always want more, but um, 10, is, 10 is good, yeah. 
Um, Aixa says, is that how to say your name? Aixa? Um, uh, yeah, you said wow. I'm not sure what you said wow about, but um, I'm glad you're having epiphanies. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so I got organized. And then the last thing that I did is I, um, I did some, I worked with um, a couple of artists um, that had courses that I respected and that I liked. And that really helped to elevate my, um, my whole art practice as well. Um, it gave me the confidence to raise my prices. It gave me, um, it gave me much more of a handle of like professional practices and how to organize my art career. And um, it's, it elevated my standards, really, and what I believed was possible for me. So, um, so yeah, I took several courses, um, and, and it, was, it was amazing. Um, so, yeah, and we are going to do question and answer next, um, but I do just want to let you guys know um, that, so I have a sale going on right now. Um, I created the Luminary Artists Academy um, out of desire to share um, exactly what I did to elevate everything in my art career. And it goes into much more detail um, for all of these specific things. So um, there's 250 workbook pages, as well as um, over 10 hours of video. And then it also has, um, if you liked that meditation we did at the beginning, so it has like over a dozen meditations and visualizations. And um, so this goes into everything. So it has like literally copy and paste letters that you can use for collectors, how to get into galleries, how to follow up with like a curator, um, and so much more. It also has all these tutorials on how to set up your website and your mailing list and um, your social media as well and how to plan for a photo shoot, um, how to, what else does it have in it? How to uh, launch your own solo show, um, both either in person and I also have like the training to do it online. So it has all of this within there and um, it's really about getting energetically to the next level um, and like really removing any of your subconscious blocks. And then it's also about um, elevating professionally in the external world because it all starts internal first and then you're able to hold and sustain the outer world because your inner world is like already there, you know? And so the outer world is just like, it's just a manifestation of it, you know? Uh, so, so I wanted to let you know it's on sale right now um, until Monday. And um, yeah, so the reason why it's on sale is, so I'm taking away the one-on-one um, -on -one coaching part of it. So it usually comes with two one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching sessions. Um, so that does take several hundred dollars off the price. So if you're watching this at a later date and it's past the sale, um, you're still getting a great deal because you would be getting the coaching sessions with it. But right now it's just being sold without the coaching sessions. So you can like buy it now. You're going to have it for your lifetime. So whenever you want, you feel like you can start up leveling your art career, you could start it, you know, in September or whenever you want, but it'll always be yours locked in at that price. And you can always schedule a coaching session with me separately if you want to. Um, so... So that's kind of like how it's set up right now. But um, yeah, I just want to let you know that. And I am going to put the link to the course here. As well as I wanted to let you guys know, I'm doing um, 
one-on-one, -on -one, um, uh, I'm calling them future shifting sessions. Um, um, until Monday. So if you are interested in doing that, it's a 20 minute um, session where we, um, we work on your individual intentions um, as an artist. And so if you want to schedule that, there are a few um, sessions left for that. If you want to schedule that, it's free. Um, and during that call, you can also ask me more personal questions about your situation and about working together. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's actually, I just want to share that all with you. Um, so now we're, I'm going to open up the floor to questions. So if anybody has a question, um, you can either type it in the chat or you can, um, you can actually, um, you can unmute yourself and just ask me. Um, actually, Elizabeth says, is the Luminary Artists Academy only for realist painters? Um, no. Um, it is not only for realist painters. I'm writing it from the um, perspective of a realist painter, but I've had many different people take the, this course. In fact, I have a, um, a podcast episode coming out on Monday for an artist who is like as abstract as you can get, and she um, has had an amazing experience with the course. She's had all these solo shows, and she's like increased her sales so much, and she said it's because... Um, of the work that she's done in the course. And so she's, she's talking about that on the podcast, but she's extremely um, uh, abstract. So yeah, very abstract. Um, but I, I do write from the perspective of being a realist painter, but it's more of like, um, it's more of like thinking about the time that goes into the pieces. But I know that abstract painters, they spend a lot of time on their work as well. So um, yeah. Um, Sir Mood, um, it's not just for females. So I actually, um, I actually work with males as well. And, um, uh, there is, so one of the modules is about, um, kind of embracing your, lum your luminous feminine power. Um, so one of the modules is about that, but, um, but that's really the only part that is strictly for females. And, um, yeah. Um, all of the all of the work in the in the um, in the course can apply to male and female because we all do have our feminine feminine and masculine sides within us, right? So, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't mind my feminine side to show through my art. That's great. Yes, embrace it all. Um, which which newsletter service do you recommend for contacting your email list? So I use um, Mailchimp. Yeah, that's that's the only one that I have um, experience with. So I use Mailchimp. Um, yeah. Um, do you sell your original art directly, or do you only work through galleries? I do both. So it's definitely possible to do both. Um, so yeah, the way that I work it is um, so I sell directly to my collectors, but then I also work with several galleries. And so um, they, they are just responsible for the work, the individual works that I send them. So if I send them artworks, then if they sell that piece, then, um, then I, you know, I pay the commission to them or, or they, they just pay me um, with the commission taken out. Um, but 
if I sell a piece from my own studio to a private collector that doesn't really have anything to do with the gallery. The only, the only way that it would have something to do with the gallery is if they asked for exclusive representation of you and your work. And um, that's really becoming a lot less common, even with like some of the bigger galleries, because artists are having so much more um, autonomy within their, um, within their career because of social media, really. And, um, and galleries are realizing that um, unless there's a huge gallery like the Gagosian and they're doing like international shows for the artists being represented and selling the pieces for like $30,000, I just don't know if it makes sense to, to lock yourself into a contract where you have um, you can only sell through them. Um, and even the artists who do have exclusive representation, I've talked to some of them and they still sell directly to collectors if they're like commissions or something like that. So you can definitely do both. Um, uh, Coco, I didn't see any work on your website. Yeah, you can see my work. This is My work is on a separate website, uh, jessicalibor.com. Um, um, what amount of time do you think is acceptable for a gallery to have your work for sale? How do you manage that relationship when a gallery has had your work for a year and it doesn't sell? Um, that's a great question. Um, I like a time frame of like six months, like around six months. Um, a year is kind of like off-putting for me to kind of sign over my work for like a year um, because you think about it, if they don't sell your work, you're missing out on sending that piece to competitions, to other shows that may be just for like a month. Um, so you're kind of, you're really holding that piece back from its destiny, potentially. <laughs> um, so I don't know, like a year to me sounds like a really long time to be just sitting in one place. Um, cause I like if, if my work, if I have like some nice pieces, I want them to be moving, you know, because when they're moving and they're being exhibited different places, then they have potential to sell. But if they're just sitting at, at a gallery and if, if the gallery has them for a year, they're not going to be hanging on their wall for a year. They're going to be like in the back room, you know? So, um, yeah, for a year, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like a year. I don't like a year. Um, I think six months is like good. Um, and, um, how do you manage that relationship when a gallery has had your work for a year and doesn't sell? I would write to them and say, Hey, um, there's, I'd love to, um, I'd love to switch out my artwork, um, to see if it could potentially, um, you know, bring in some more interest. Um, here's a piece that I'm working on, or here's a, a piece that I finished recently. Um, would you be interested in switching out the pieces? And, um, or if you don't even want to do that, you could say, um, there's an opportunity that um, I'd like to participate in for this piece. Um, and you can just tell them that. And so they, they can just give it back to you. Um, so yeah, hope that answers your question. Um, and you know, they're a business. They also want to make money. So if you're saying you want to switch something out and potentially it could bring them income because they want to sell it. Um, and if that piece isn't selling, maybe the next one will. Um, so yes, thank you so much, Coco.
awesome. Um, yeah, when would you recommend diversifying your art business? I sell originals, but would like to start offering workshops and murals. Thank you. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, um, it really depends on your personal preference. So you sell originals, but you have the desire to start offering workshops. So I would say if you've never done a workshop before, maybe, um, start by doing like a one day workshop and, um, and plan that and just see how it goes because you may love it. You may not like it. So, um, so before like really making a big shift, I would definitely, uh, start, start small and try those things. Also with murals, if you've never done a mural before, definitely do one before committing like to, to doing a lot. Um, but really whenever you want, um, yeah, I mean, you can always sell your originals. Um, but with the other things, I would definitely start out small and then start building it up and, you know, incorporate that into your, into your art business. But, um, but you can, I mean, you don't have to wait. Um, you don't have to wait. You can do it. Start it today. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have a piece that is taking me some time to finish. Probably will take another three to four months. At times I lose confidence in the whole making a living from this as there is no cash flow. I'm not sure when and how to create my website, social media posts around it as I feel it is not ready to show yet. So not sure how to strategize at all. Okay. So this is a good question because there's, there's a lot of different parts in this. So, um, so maybe you could type in the chat. Um, so why, why is it taking you, um, why do you think it's taking you so long? Um, if you could just share that, um, is it really large? Is it extremely detailed? What is, what is, um, what's the, what's the issue there? But so let's just say that this is like a big painting with like a lot of detail. Sometimes I lose confidence in the whole making a living from this as there is no cash flow. Okay. So that is the first thing that we'd have to work on is believing that you can make a living from this. And Sometimes we just need little signs from the universe to start to get our confidence. So what I would do is I would, um, I would try to get some cash flow from your art. So there's a couple ways to do this. Um, you could get a commission and this could be something you're working on concurrently, uh, with your, um, with this large piece so that you feel that dignity of being employed for your talent. Um, so you can try to get a commission um, by advertising on your social media or um, you know, sharing on your email list and make it really affordable. You know, even if it's just like, I'm doing $100 sketches, you know, just start to get that cash flow and it'll build your confidence that you can do that. Um, I'm not sure how to create my website, social media posts around it. It's not ready to show yet. Um, so, so maybe you could, um, be working on this, but you could, um, there's a couple things you could do. You could do, if you're working on a big piece, you could do little time lapses of like that day's work. So you could do like a close up time lapse of just like your hand working on like a tiny detail of it. And you could share that people love time lapses. Um, or you could, do a separate practice of 
doing a 15 minute sketch every day of like something different. And um, you could post that. So to kind of create, generate interest in your work. Um, so yeah, those are my ideas. Um, did you have any follow up with that? Um, it's a big, large collage painting made, made of many small paintings. Wow, sounds awesome. Um, cool, first piece that I found my style. That's exciting, very cool. It's awesome. All right, um, so uh, Elizabeth, you have your hand raised. Hi, how are you? I just wanted to say hi and thank you. And as always, just so valuable. Um, and I, I had a question for me on the email list. Mm -hmm. um, I've been able to start to get some momentum with mine, and but sometimes I find it kind of I'm like, oh man, I want to ask them, but I'm not really sure like how. I was wondering if some ways you've approached putting that piece in the conversation with people and. Um, Sometimes I, I feel a little awkward about it, or I'm not sure exactly how to say, how to do it. Hey, sign up for my email list and, like, oh. get early access to work, but, you know, what, what would incentivize them or whatever? Mm -hmm. um, are you talking, yeah, I was just wondering. So are you talking about, like, people that you meet in person or? Um, yes. Okay. Mostly yeah. in, in person. That's where I've had the most success, getting people to mm -hmm. join us tried a few things online but um mm -hmm. so that was part one my question was the email list like in person especially or maybe someone I've met and I want to ask them about joining it now like I've known them for a while so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and um, then the oh sorry well just to answer that point I usually say like hey I'm I I have exhibitions sometimes would it be okay if I put you on the list to invite you Mm, yeah. yeah, and most people are like, "Oh, sure." You know, who doesn't like a fun art event? Yeah. Okay. Like that. Yeah. I get my exhibitions going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then the other thing was your uh your visibility. You know, mm -hmm. like you're on YouTube, you have a podcast, mm -hmm. um, and you create content not only like for collectors but also other artists. Mm -hmm. Do you think that plays a significant role as well like for collectors kind of, yeah in, in your art career were just I didn't really hear you talk about it which is interesting because mm -hmm. um, obviously all of these other things we spoke on have been what meant the most yeah so but I do um applaud you for just how how many channels you're visible on and how much you how much value and content you create um, oh, thank you yeah mm -hmm. um I actually think they're they are two separate well, they, they can overlap the two audiences for sure. I, I teach and coach because I find it really rewarding just like personally, like it gives me a warm, happy sensation in my heart and it makes me feel like I'm doing good and I'm like um, helping people and it's like really rewarding. And so like, um, so that's why I teach and coach. And also because I hate to see artists struggle. It's like, when I hear a lot of them saying these limiting things, I wanna, I wanna be like, no, but like, it's possible, you know. So, um, but I actually do think that they're they're two separate audiences for sure. Um, although some of your people that you teach might end up buying, you know, some pieces. But um, I know you've bought a piece. 
yeah yeah you bought a piece um but uh yeah I think that it is I think I I do talk to um the two audiences differently and um and yeah they're on two separate email lists because they want two separate things so collectors you have to think about what they want collectors want um they want a uh, inspiration, a piece of your life. They, they want a, um, something to uplift their home. Um, they want, uh, status, honestly. Um, um, they want, they, they just want different things. Um, they want to be enchanted by something different and unique. Um, and, you know, art provides a relief from, say, a job at a um as a lawyer or something it's it's delightful you know um artists want something very different they want to succeed they want to be creative they want to know how to navigate the art world so they're they're really they want two separate things so you want to speak to them in a bit of a different way although they can definitely they can definitely overlap yeah yeah you're welcome yeah, any other questions? All right. Well, um, this has been amazing. Thank you guys so much. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know if what's that uh, sort of unmute me and talk, so it's quite refreshing that I can't. So just a quick thing. First of all, thank you very much for all the insights. And, sure. uh, you know, it, it's, every time I hear something like this, and obviously from yourself, it, it gives a lot of confidence and belief that it's possible i just find it that um you know all of these little bits that's what i find really sometimes overwhelming i find mm. in that if i had somebody to to or there was you know there's dialogue mm -hmm. it, I, it, it is so much easier and better to be able to engage in all of those little bits and mm -hmm. to as a business but it's Sometimes really hard to figure out who it because of COVID, a lot of those people have disappeared because of like your uh, whole course. Does that sort of like help with advice on all of these little sort of aspects of it? And is there like life coaching in that, or would mm -hmm. I be better off taking a life session with you and figuring out what is it that I might need uh, for, for mm -hmm. example, my particular specific situation, and then maybe sign up for the course. Mm -hmm. um that is such a good question. Um, I'll, I'll answer all your questions. So the first one is that um, the course has everything that you need, no matter what stage you are as an artist. Um, so it has um, all the mindset work, the first couple modules, and it also has like developing your voice um, really strongly. It also has um, how to reach out to galleries, to museums, how to apply for residencies. It has like basically copy and paste letters that you can use or change to your situation for working for you know reaching out to collectors for applying to whatever kind of opportunity that you want there's many different versions um it has lists of opportunities as well with like tons and tons of different opportunities for you um it also has um advice for social media different kinds of posts that you can do that you know gain engagement it has advice for specific ways to engage collectors how to meet collectors, 
where you can meet them, like, and different proactive ways to meet your collectors, um, and, you know, how to follow up with them, um, how to network in person and find people interested in your art um, wherever you are, um, how to organize your work so it looks professional um, online and in person. Um, yeah, it has, it has everything. It's extremely detailed. So everything that I just taught today is just like an overview of what's included in the course. The course goes like 10 layers deeper um, for everything that I covered today with all of the details. Um, so it definitely, even if you never have a coaching session with me, even if you just get the course, it is, it has everything that you need within it. It also goes over everything with finances and storing your work and, um, keeping good records and, um, how to, um, balance things financially. Um, and yeah, it has everything that you need as an artist, but as far as, um, an individual coaching session, um, so the course right now does not include any coaching sessions. So that's why it's cheaper right now. So it doesn't include any coaching sessions right now, but it usually does. So the price right now um, without the coaching sessions is um, $1,350. The price is usually $1,700, which includes um, two like 90-minute coaching sessions. Um, so, so yeah, I hope that makes sense. Um, so, but you can always schedule a um like a, a coaching session like like a 90 minute coaching session you schedule that you know we can have like a session and you can figure out what you might need and and go from there so um yeah and um yeah that that option is on the website as well you can um a, an individual coaching session is 175 so yeah yeah does that does that answer your question Yes, it does. It's, it's, it's kind of like I'm at the transition phase where I was painting, I was drawing, but now I've found one piece that I'm working on, which I feel I want to put forward. So it's like that kind of advice where mm -hmm. have a look at my work, you know, like, let's talk about it. What, mm -hmm. what are the possibilities? I might be like totally not seeing a few things here mm -hmm. as opportunity that I, like you were mentioning, you know, mm -hmm. like sketching, but mm -hmm. also put out my identity on my website and my social mm -hmm. media in the right way that I'm I'm kind of new and transitioning an artist where mm -hmm. I'm working on this oil painting right. series, but I also can do portraits and charcoal and drawing and right. whether I should or not, you know, that sort of thing where mm -hmm. it makes sense for people to sort of look at my work or look at me and then, you know, mm -hmm. know what I'm, what I'm about rather mm -hmm. than it's all over the place kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the course goes into really honing your style into one style so that people mm -hmm. understand that. Um, but yeah, we can, you know, it's whatever you feel you need and you feel comfortable with. If you don't want to take the leap into doing the course right now, you can certainly, we can do, um, like an individual session that focuses just on you and your situation. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be great because then even when I go into the course, it'll be with that mindset of not trying to figure those questions out or at least being a bit more mm -hmm. aware through the advice. So I can, I, you know, I'm, I'm still not having those hundred of questions mm -hmm. um, disturbing me, but right. actually what my, why am I doing the course right now? Mm -hmm. Because I've, I've got a little bit of an understanding yeah. from a, an outside perspective as well, who's more experienced and can sort of like, you know, pick up things, yeah. a blind spot, that's for, you know, to say it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, thank thank you. Thank you guys so much. Okay. So.
All right, so I am going to take my leave now, but I thank you guys so much for being so awesome during this session. Um, uh, I hope it was super helpful and really um, inspiring that you can do it and you can absolutely create the art career that you want to. And um, yeah, if you want to uh, do a individual session or um, if you want to take advantage of the price right now for the Luminary Artists Academy, um, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. The sale is on until Monday and I would love to work with you and empower you to reach whatever goals you want in your art career. It's all possible for you. So thank you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.